0: People are upset about Chivalry's abduction. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> <Wee>! <laughs>
1: Welcome back to another episode of Is Fitz Happy? My name is Luke. And I'm Emma. And we are doing chapter two, New Boy, uh, today. And before we fully dive into the chapter today, I think we have one correction, one fact check?
0: Yes. Okay. So, shout out to Peculiar underscore Ponies on Instagram, um, who let us know that Webb is the witmaster yes. that Luke was trying to figure oh. out last week.
1: Oh my gosh. And his goal, <laughs> Risk. It yes. popped into mind immediately when I saw Webb, I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so thank you very much for that.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: As far as the other stuff, we have we had a couple of questions that we asked last episode, but we will get to those when we read the books. Yeah. Um they're just outstanding questions at the moment. So Chapter Two, New Boy. This is where Fitz goes to Buckkeep. Woo. And we're talking more about Taker in the first excerpt here from yes. his writings. Do you have anything on that?
0: Um I think it's really funny that um, the whole family likes to talk crap about him. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a the whole yeah. family rumor that he's like actually not that cool and he was a horrible sailor. But, like, the official record is just that he was tired of sailing and yes. he wanted to find a place to settle down I guess
1: if there's a fire and a meal there I shan't be leaving again and there was and he didn't honestly
0: iconic <laughs> <laughs> a full mood I would also after you know however long of traveling at sea be like well never going back <laughs> if you have food I'm there
1: so the the uh, the first page here is basically just description of buckkeep um a brief description we get a little bit more in depth of the town later but it's sitting on a a cliff with the town below it um there's not really much that i uh want to touch on there's some history of it here uh that it was taken over from a a petty land chief whose name has been lost mm-hmm. and that's about all we get of those ancient people on the Six duchies land
0: yeah um so we don't know much about the original people. Um,
1: Figures. Yeah, it wow. <laughs> makes sense. Histories.
0: Written by the winners. mm mm-hmm. um, I think it's really interesting that Out Islanders have been raiding the Dutchies' coasts for forever. Um, and that, like, even back before, like, with the people that we don't even know who they were, they were trying to prepare and save themselves from out islander raids i think that's really interesting
1: yeah exactly um i guess it makes sense i know some of the islands specifically uh eliana's family had a hot spring area on their island where they could actually grow things but most of them i'm pretty sure are just tundra Mm -hmm. so they need you know pasture they need some livestock yeah things like that to bring back
0: that's true. It's it's just like a... I don't know. I thought it was Fact really Fact cool. that
1: hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh, then the chapter goes on to describe some of these out-islanders and mention that the six duchies are descended directly from them, specifically Taker, but they've been mixing bloodlines for a long time, mm-hmm. which kind of hints at a future plot line in the second trilogy of Fitz, so the third trilogy in this series, the Tawny Man trilogy, where... Uh, Prince Dutiful has to marry an out-islander, yeah. Narcheska. Bring
0: back the tradition, baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and it, it mentions that they're with those are attributes, the black hair and the dark eyes and muscled stocky limbs, a predilection for the skill ran in the blood. And uh, I have a small, it's not even a theory. It's just kind of like maybe an understanding of where that comes from. Um, Do you have any thoughts before I kind of dive into
0: this? Um, Well, while you set up your little pin board with the red lines everywhere... (laughs) Connect all the dots. (laughs) I just thought it was really interesting that um, they're the ones who have the skill, that they think that that's where the skill came from, but still believe that it's mostly in the royal blood. Because if we think that all the out-islanders have skill uh, to some degree that i mean that's where they're getting it and presumably since out islanders don't really have royalty there's not like one specific out islander family they're getting their rides from so i just think it's interesting how they think that like it's a super selective skill that has to be royally bred and it like seems like even in their own history that's not the case And I don't know, I just found that fact really interesting that they, like, kind of brush over that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to be fair, right now, um, I don't think Solicity has been around, um, which was the former skill master Mm. for Shrewd. Uh, I think she's been dead for a little bit, and their knowledge of skill has incredibly faded, and it's been fading for a while. So the general populace's knowledge of skill and where it crops up is not existent And i think it's only known as like the king's thing because the king controlled it or the mm-hmm. the royal line controlled it yeah and i think there's a couple times where it's mentioned that the out islander blood mixed with the six duchies blood produces strong mm-hmm. skill and okay. that's where you get the random outcroppings of other people in the six, six duchies
0: okay okay
1: um i i don't recall any mention of Out-Islanders having the skill by themselves. But... Except when the Pale Woman comes. And no,
0: no, I'm thinking, <laughs> when I said but, <laughs> um, that whenever they talk about how they, like, have this grudge later, the Red Ship Raiders have this grudge against the Duchies because of the old stone dragons, which went over them and erased their memory. Wisdom,
1: King Wisdoms. Yeah. Yes.
0: And so... I feel like for that to even work, you'd have to have some aspect of skill, well, maybe not though, because unwitted. some or- people are
1: just naturally open to the skill. remember, like uh people like Burek or um oh, someone else they're sealed off, and they can't really feel anything. I think perseverance in the last trilogy was he sealed off as well, or like couldn't feel the effects uh. as as much or was he just. Able to be a Kingsman in a well, like a well of strength. I, I don't, don't remember which. I don't remember.
0: But I guess you're right, yeah. Some, some people, people
1: just don't feel it as much. Yeah. I, I think. So if uh, they're open yeah. to the skill, which I think Out Islanders mostly are open to it mm-hmm. because of a little paragraph I wrote down, <laughs> um, I, I think most of their memories did get pulled in slash forged out of them.
0: Yeah. I guess, I don't know. I just was thinking, like, also with Verity, like... Um, keeping the ships away later he's skilling and you have to be open to the skill but also it seems like i mean um thick he can't always get people to leave him alone or not see him with the skill
1: yep so you have to have a certain yeah mindset or sensitivity to it
0: i guess i just assumed that that meant that you had the skill if you could be like influenced by it but
1: no, I think it's just varying degrees of being open and then you have to be open in order to have the ability to potentially wield the skill.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay.
1: That's that's my understanding of it at least. Okay. But okay, I think well yeah, I think Out islanders have this predilection towards the skill that it's mentioned in here because they've lived in proximity to elderlings and dragons.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh if you recall, rainwilders get changed by dragons because they have the wizardwood logs, which are just serpent cocoons, basically. Mm-hmm. And they've lived on top of those all of their lives and right. for generations, so they change. Uh, and we get mentioned that being around a dragon does change you in mm-hmm. general because they have such strong magic with what they are. Right. So it's my understanding, since Aslav Jal, was an Elderling city that dragons did come once in a while, and Icefire has been there for decades upon decades, right? Maybe centuries. I don't know how long exactly, yeah, but an extremely anything. long time. Mm-hmm. And I think just the uh, the passed down mixing of blood and the seeping of that magic into the peoples who lived around that area may have affected them and their bloodlines. It's kind of like the people who lived at Kelsingra who are not elderlings. Okay. Like the farmers, the fishermen, Mm -hmm. all those sorts of people. I know they mentioned that they saw uh, in the Rainwild Chronicles ruins of huts and things outside of the city walls. Uh Uh-huh. And that's the normal people that had to help make a city work.
0: Right. Huh.
1: And I think the out-islanders might have been that for as love
0: Okay, okay.
1: And just like worked in proximity to them. And mm-hmm. when the otherlings went away and the dragon crashed there, just the proximity in general kind of seeped into their bloodlines and they moved to different islands, kind of forgot about that and continued raiding. And eventually, bloodlines mixed. And I, that's, that's my crackpot theory <laughs> on <laughs> I, why they might have a predilection towards that in their in their bloodline.
0: I really like that, though. I think that's a really interesting theory. I hadn't even thought about the fact that they're so close to an Elderling city and how that might affect them. So I think that's actually a really cool idea.
1: And I I I don't know the actual truth that theory might hold, because I, I think as Lovejall is pretty far away from the other islands. Right. But sounds pretty cool doesn't it
0: it does It does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right okay. so uh fitz goes through that and talks about that heritage and everything like that and then just brushes it all aside because this is his first time getting to buckkeep and he's kind of enthralled with that as a kid and he is tired as all get out and is kind of just describing the uh, slimy cobbles of the city streets, the noise, the panorama of people, carts and dogs.
0: And how the horse is feeling. Because he Ooh, is witted. Good call. So it, he says that Bjork's horse was weary, which how does he know that? He's a child, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> They're too but, weary and aching to even complain. So maybe they were both feeling each other's yeah, tiredness. Yeah, off of each other. All right, so... Fitz is led to the stables where Burek is going through and checking in with all of his stable hands, and Fitz is just trotting along because he's kind of forgotten in this whole hustle and bustle of Burek going over everything.
0: And we do get to see Burek in his element. Yes, He's we do. powerful. He is the master. He may be somebody's man. He may be chivalry's man, but he is the master of the beasts. And he is cracking the whip on these poor people who have to come defend
1: Not their work. Not literally, but yeah. Well,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I think he later. Never. <laughs> later in this chapter, he says he's literally never used this whip. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: but metaphorically, cracking
1: yeah. the whip, quelling a fight between Nosy and a, a litter mate with mm-hmm. a shout.
0: <laughs> uh huh. A little scary, but you know, just a manly man doing his manly job.
1: <laughs> he don't need no Jason.
0: Nope. But it would be nice if Jason was there.
1: <laughs> it's left forgotten at Moon's Eye, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fitz finally collapses from weariness. And, yeah.
0: and it's so sad. <laughs> That's like the first time you like, oh, yeah, I have
1: a kid following me. And he looks down with him with a look of irritation and then great weariness.
0: Like Murek. <laughs> <laughs> The kid is small. He is six years old. Like, please take care of this child.
1: And then he passes him on to a ten-year-old.
0: Yeah, like, well, somebody else's problem.
1: But we meet uh, Cobb, one of the uh, the dog boys there, mm-hmm. and he leads Fitz over, Fitz and Nosy over to the kitchens.
0: Um, I would like to point out though. It's a little sad, but Fitz is excited that Cobb only expects what he would expect out of a puppy from him.
1: He speaks to Fitz like a puppy, and Fitz is very happy and content with that, because that's all expected out of him. He, He kind of welcomes it and responds to it well, and I'm thinking it points even more towards them being... Pretty well on their way to being bonded fully because they're sharing a mind and that's how they like being spoken to.
0: They're not quite sharing a mind yet.
1: No, not fully.
0: But they, and they also are still separating Nosy and I and not we. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm -hmm. But I'll point out when it changes to we, it's a little bit later. We're almost there. (laughs) But for now, it's still just Nosy and I or Nosy and me. I just think i thought it was really subtle and interesting the way it slightly changes from two separate beings to a
1: we i might know the spot where it changes there's a there's a sentence in there that we'll get to later
0: yeah but anyway i just wanted to point out that i don't think they're quite fully bonded yet but close
1: So uh, Cobb leads us over to the kitchens, which we first see. I think we spend a lot of time in the kitchens later on in this book. Fitz likes to hang out there, and honestly, same.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't? Yeah. Especially if you didn't have to make any of the food or clean up any of the mess in a kitchen. You just got to go eat professionally cooked meals 24-7. Who wouldn't want to hang out? I mean,
1: this professionally cooked meal is like... (laughs) a hunk of bread a hunk of cheese and meat and i'm all for it
0: (laughs) okay well professional for like medieval standards (laughs) (laughs) all
1: right so they they get to the kitchen there's a bunch of traffic we get a bunch of descriptions of uh, people that are all over the place at this point fitz is really only used to soldiers and there are so many more people here
0: before Cobb goes inside, he's kind of bad-mouthing chivalry and then stops himself when he realizes that he's talking to Fitz.
1: He says word spread fast about chivalry ducking out on the kingship, so definitely shucking his duty.
0: hmm But I also think it's interesting that Fitz doesn't just assume that it's because uh, that he stops because uh, of who he's talking to that it might just be because that he's talking to a six year old and a puppy like they would know anything about what he's saying, which I thought was a little bit cute and nice that he gave Cobb the benefit of the doubt. Like, way to go. You don't think everybody hates you yet. That's nice. <laughs> a little breath of fresh air.
1: Cobb goes in by himself, so Fitz waits outside. And uh, we get more descriptions of people passing by with his back against the wall, forehead to his knees, just looking for a quiet place away from all the activity. And some guy walks up to him.
0: Like, who is this jerk?
1: Right? What
0: grown man picks a fight with a six-year-old, okay? (laughs) That's what I want to know.
1: I'm wondering if this man has walked around to all the dark-haired little kids in the city that he's seen and say, hey, you the bastard? Hey, kid. You the bastard? What's your name? You don't have one? Oh, well. Wow.
0: Perfect. Let me make fun of a child. (laughs) But
1: Fitz says, yes, I am. (laughs) And this guy calls attention to the whole crowd that's passing by. Some... Don't care at all because they're doing stuff,
0: yeah, they're busy, but and all some do
1: turn, some do also turn and it's look a
0: child, so
1: yeah um yeah he he says he looks like chivalry, and he asks who his mom is, and he asks who his name, like what's his name? it's just it's
0: so mean, yeah. I heard he doesn't have a name, well, I heard you're gonna get this fist, buddy. <sighs> If I could fight an imaginary character, (laughs) probably wouldn't pick him because I'm small and he sounds like a large man if he can carry a cask of ale on one shoulder, but I would think about it.
1: (laughs) It says later in here that uh, some of what Fitz was feeling was passed to Nosy, who dropped over onto his side and showed his belly in supplication.
0: Oh, that's my least favorite part, because, you know, the whole... He's a puppy and can't defend himself. And the line. Had they been dogs, they would have sniffed me over and then drawn back. But humans have no such inbred courtesies. That's so like, oh, like, why are you picking on this child? It's just a small child. It's just a puppy.
1: (sighs) But the man definitely wants an answer. Uh, He says, have you got no name? Have you got a name, boy? Fitz stood slowly, and now he was trapped against the wall that was warm before. He felt comfort in it. And he says no, and the man leans in, and Fitz is threatened, knows he's whining, and he shouts no and repels him.
0: The first instance of repelling that we see.
1: Yeah. And he runs away.
0: Yeah. Which, why wouldn't you? You're a child, and a grown man is being mean like he would have I, ugh. but also poor Cobb he has no idea what's just happened he comes out and there goes the person Burek told him to look after that has to be such a scary feeling
1: ugh. oh my gosh yeah
0: <laughs> Burek is gonna let him have it Ooh,
1: poor Cobb but they ran to a hollow that Vixen had whelped nosy in so They hid there for a while, slept for a few hours, and woke up in the middle of the night and wandered their way back to the stables, where Burek was waiting for them all night.
0: Well, not all night, because he did smell of wine. Sure. So, but he, and he also talked to the king.
1: Yeah, he had to go up to the king, but he didn't like go to bed or anything. True. He came okay. back and sat on the porch Fair. for the rest of the night waiting. <laughs>
0: see, I, <laughs> I read this one was like, I can't believe he went to this ceremony tonight. He ate dinner and did not even. But I guess you're right. He didn't go to bed. He waited to see if. I mean, you know, I guess it's not as bad as I. I'm just upset that this grown man is not taking care of this child. <laughs> Burek, what are you doing?
1: Burek is 26.
0: Roughly 26. Roughly
1: 26. Gets a six year old child dropped off at his door.
0: Okay, but I mean, that's not so young. That's.
1: (laughs) If I had a six year old child (laughs) dropped off at my door right now. You Ooh. wouldn't know
0: anything to do. Like you would have no, not even an inkling of an idea of maybe I should watch a six-year-old and not let him run about a town.
1: They didn't have YouTube back then. They uh, didn't you have don't movies. YouTube
0: to know that.
1: <laughs> hey, back then that was women's work. Okay, <laughs> okay, Okay.
0: <Emma>. okay.
1: <laughs> All the men had to do was hunt and care for the beasts and the hounds and the birds <laughs> and drink. <laughs> And that's what Burek does. <laughs> that's all he needs. <laughs> and lie to the king for him.
0: Which, what? I can't believe he did that. I mean, I know why because you wouldn't want to get in trouble. Yeah, it
1: would fall on him.
0: But also, I—I I mean, just knowing Burek and his character, it's just like, wow. Okay, like he's really going through it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's not in a good place. Um, There's a quote in here where he says, You're a fine pair, the two of you. Look at you, filthiest beggars. I lied to my king today for you. First time ever in my life I've done that. Appears as if chivalry's fall from grace will take me down as well.
0: He's gotta be
1: salty. He's he's sad. He worships chivalry. So he's so... He's probably upset with him, yes. Right. But he's just probably bummed out. He doesn't know where he fits in in the new kingdom. Like, he's sure he's the master of the stables. But but, that's
0: when his man was going to be king. And now now what? Yeah, I guess. You're right. I shouldn't be so hard on him. I just...
1: There's a couple more times in this chapter where things like that really stick out. And mm -hmm. it's it kind of just tears at you once you think about his situation that he's in. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's rough. But we uh, we see that Shrewd is trying to push that the negotiations with the Chiurta this time were done by Verity. Mm-hmm. Which, Burek is also like, uh, no one should believe that. <laughs> no one who walks on their two feet should believe that. Right. But he's trying to make that happen. And the lords are very curious to see how Verity's going to handle all this.
0: I also thought it was interesting that people are upset about chivalry's abdication. Um, not because they're losing a great king, um, but they feel that they're cheated out of a king they admired, which is like, why don't you admire Verity? Like, I mean, why can't you grow? I, I get it because chivalry's perfect and he does everything great, but like,
1: well, you have to, you have to look at it this way too. Verity wasn't paraded before them. He's not the one that went to their tables, talked to them, schmoozed them over.
0: Fair. He's had a the fair words.
1: Yeah, he he's spent his time with the soldiers. Right. He was an officer there. He he worked the outposts. But
0: you would think that they would at least feel safer. I mean, they have somebody who's a good soldier. I don't know. I guess I just really like Verity, and I'm like, sad that people aren't immediately fond of him. I mean, but Verity is not a I diplomat. Know. That's so. fair. He's a little bit bad with people, but. He's
1: rough around the edges.
0: <laughs> but a shiny diamond underneath. He is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being biased. I know. I get it, but also.
1: <sighs> so we get uh, uh, another scene where Burek is feeding Fitz and Nosy. I'm sure it's a bunch of meat because it says, and I was suddenly full of the smell of meat, so I'm sure that's pretty much all that <laughs> was there.
0: just a pile of meat.
1: <laughs> I want Beric to be my dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you, you would be raising yourself just with a pile of meat to come home to every day.
1: <laughs> <Mm-mm-mm>, yum. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, in the morning, Beric is already gone, and Nosy and I ate the heel of last night's loaf and gnawed the leftover bones clean before we descended from from the room. So, they had bread and meat last night and had the leftovers in the morning for breakfast and then left.
0: And we see that now they're a pair. Now it's a we. Um, that switched after the nap, I believe?
1: Uh, yeah, it says Nosy and I ate the heel of last night's loaf and then we descended from Burek's exporters. So I guess quarters. they're still
0: using Nosy and I. I was wrong. But I feel like now it's more of a we. Like,
1: it's more common.
0: Yeah. It's like less of a distinction and more of a we.
1: Okay, and now we get some descriptions of Fitz walking through the city. They arrived not only in the bustle of chivalry's abdication but in the middle of a celebration as well so there's a lot of puppet plays going on there's a lot of people walking the streets being loud singing songs minstrels bards that sort of thing
0: well they're not in the city yet they're still in the keep this
1: right this is all right, happening right, right. like yeah
0: on the outer keep i guess
1: you're right yeah
0: yeah this is also where fitz and nosy combine senses because fitz says the doubled sensory impact dizzied me.
1: Yeah, nosy drank it all in—every scent, every sight, every sound. Yeah, so they're literally just sharing each other's brains the whole time yep. as they're walking around. Um, and I, I do want to quickly point out that he watched a body comedy puppet show that he puzzled over the line about sowing the neighbor's fields. That had the adults (laughs) roaring with laughter.
0: I did get a good chuckle out of that. I was the adult laughing in the crowd. Yeah, but that was pretty good.
1: (laughs) Uh, So they followed a family down to town.
0: Yes, and they did that because the the pretty. And they did that because Fitz says that very soon the crowds and noise became oppressive to both of us, so they decide that they need to get away from the crowd. And I just think it's really interesting that we see that Fitz doesn't really like big groups of people, even as a child, like he never wants to be in the castle. He doesn't want to be the center of attention. And that started here. Like he's always just yeah. been that way. He's never really wanted to have that's, a bunch of people around.
1: Yeah. That's the, uh, the second reference in this chapter that uh-huh. we get to that because when he was waiting for the food, at the kitchens he said like literally a quote and there was almost more than food i desired a quiet place away from all this activity
0: yeah he just doesn't like a ton of stuff happening around him which i thought was really interesting even at 6 years old he knows he does not want to be here <laughs> but anyway so he leaves and he's they're following this family um, and they kept dropping farther and farther behind because Nosy had to investigate and pee on everything. Oh, He's Which, a puppy, of course. I know, a little boy puppy. And I just think that's so funny because I had, I grew up with two boy puppies and they do pee on everything. <laughs> so it was just really funny to see that little, I don't know. I I had a good laugh at that.
1: So Buckkeep Town is a little bit different as described it's a lot of wooden stone houses kind of packed up against the cliffs, built you know, into it a little bit.
0: We know in later books um, that it's talked about how they don't have glass, so there's no windows. I mean, well, glass windows. I'm sure they have windows, but just open to the public, which is a weird thought. Like <laughs> Probably image. covered
1: in, you know, canvas or, or some heavy cloth or something like that, but... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, like wooden shutters or something, I imagine, but... But still, yeah. And I didn't think that the first time through. But like now going back and thinking about, wow, he's just walking through and can just reach into somebody's house if he wanted to. But <laughs> I don't know why that's where my mind went.
1: But. Steal the pies right off the <laughs> windowsill. <laughs> Fitz and Nosy get together with a bunch of ne'er-do-well thieves. Yeah. And they kind of accept him. And he's new boy. That's his name. They never asked for his name. So I think based on his kitchen encounter before, he's immediately way more comfortable with that.
0: Yeah, definitely. He doesn't quite grasp that these are petty thieves. I think he just thinks, hey, there's kids and they're doing what I'm doing. And he doesn't they don't think what he's doing is weird. So he has no reason to think that it's weird that a bunch of, you know, small children I assume all around, like, 12 and under are just roaming the streets without an adult in sight, which sounds very dangerous to me, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, but then again, a six-year-old literally just went outside and walked around the city and then wandered down to town.
0: (laughs) Right, which is... Burek, what are you doing? (laughs) Why does this child... (sighs)
1: I... But I we get a <laughs> we get a couple introductions, <laughs> right? Uh, we get Dirk, Carrie, Netpicker, and Nosebleed. Who is Molly? Yeah, the last might have been a pretty little thing in better circumstances. She was a year or two older than I, but very outspoken and quick-witted.
0: I love his descriptions of Molly. I just uh, I think it's because I know that they're in love and they're like soulmates or whatever. But uh <laughs> You
1: uh, might have some uh arguments with that.
0: Well, yes, okay. We'll get into those later, but um no, I love him and Molly together for the most part. Um
1: Me too, me too. And
0: I love that he admires her for being brave. And like he doesn't necessarily think she's pretty, but he's like he's awed by how she takes her victories calmly after taunting older boys and not being afraid of their fists. And, like, I don't know. There's just something really cute. Obviously, he's six years old. He does not... There's no romance there. But, like, it's just cute to think that, like... It
1: starts with admiration. It does start with admiration.
0: Yeah. And, like, he respects her. And I just think it's really cute that he sees her as this, like, strong figure in his life. I just but also, like also,
1: to take a sad turn here... Yes. Uh, the reason why she's not afraid of the older boys is Mm -hmm. because she gets beat up by her dad.
0: Yeah, that's really sad.
1: So Molly has a very abusive drunken father. Mm -hmm. Um, They run a candle shop and that's shown later that she kind of skipped out on what he told her to do, even though there was no more work to be done. She left, he found her and Beat her, and Fitz repels him. Yeah. And he has almost like a heart attack?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whenever he repels him, I was wondering if it is a repel or if it's more of like a skill. Um, Mm. Lash out, because, so it says, My heart leaped sideways in my chest, and I pushed at the man, the force jerking out oddly from my belly. And I don't think whenever he describes repel later or before he ever talks about it coming from his belly or says pushed, I'm pretty sure he just says repel. But then I was also wondering, because it does say that he never really sees her dad beat her that way after that, at least in public. And I was wondering if maybe it was skill and that's why he doesn't see it again, because he's scared and he like, pushes him and maybe like subtly is like stop and so maybe stops him from being able to get that angry at his daughter in some way because i mean he's untrained he doesn't know what he's doing and we know he's pretty powerful so i was just thinking that since it says pushed and not repelled that maybe it's skill but i guess that's just my theory not a fact.
1: <laughs> That's definitely a pretty cool theory because, I mean, we, we see evidence for that later in a couple stories. And what Fitz does to other people is mm-hmm. imprint those commands on people.
0: Right. Like his dad.
1: Yeah, like his dad did on uh, Galen, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a stampede in and out. <laughs> and Fitz did to Dutiful as well, briefly. Right. Like, don't, don't hurt me or something like that, it was. I think so. But I, she sits Robin Hobbs sets this up with the same italics on repelled and pushed, mm-hmm. so I feel like she's trying to do that. But yours would make a lot of sense too because it literally does go into that description later that he didn't really see her dad hurt Molly. Yeah, much later.
0: I just think it made me think that it might be skilled just because it's such a different description. Because it seems like whenever he repels, it's like less of a feeling or like he knows he's pushing at people, but it's like just something he knows that he's doing. And this felt like, I mean, I I feel like whenever he repels, it's not necessarily on purpose, but he understands the purpose of the repelling whereas this felt more erratic and like he didn't know exactly what was happening he just knows that he pushed molly's dad it's
1: definitely something like to keep an eye out for descriptions of repelling and skilling in the future so he gets him on the ground fits and nosy and molly carry him back to the chandlery Or at least support him as he's walking, because what are a six and a seven-slash-eight-year-old going to carry a grown man? Right. And uh, Fitz goes back every other day, pretty much, to join those children again over and over. The first friends he really has, they just accept him for who he is, Mm -hmm. and he's there for most of the summer, at least a couple months.
0: Yeah. And as much as I don't like that he's... Hanging out with these bad children. (laughs) I'm glad that he gets a chance to be a kid. I'm glad that he has just this little opportunity to have friends his own age. But just like him and don't care that he's a little bit weird. They just, he gets to come along.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, we kind of learned that this is where Fitz got really good at reading people and judging human nature and learning little odds, odd jobs and things like that. But there's also a passage about Biric in here that I want to touch on before we move on, because we mentioned before that he's not at, like, a great place right now. He's really sad. I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to jump back to, but I want to read this, that it, it could not have been a good time for him. He had been chivalry's man, and now that chivalry had cast himself down, what was to become of him? That must have been much on his mind. Burek wasn't really paying attention to Fitz or his comings and goings, as it says in here. As long as he was on the pallet at nighttime and sleeping, that was fine with Burek.
0: And I think also, I mean, not only is he going through this crisis of like, what's going to happen to my job and like what's going on in my life. um, He's also trying to fix this wound on his knee that won't heal. Yeah. And he can't like he heals animals every day and he can't heal himself.
1: He has a specific wit ability that passively helps him heal animals Mm -hmm. that Webb talks to him about.
0: I just had a super weird idea.
1: Okay. Um, Let's hear it.
0: (laughs) So we all kind of know, or at least I think it's known, that all of the like magic abilities are kind of like this big circle. Like, wit and skill and... I think thumb. Jade mentions it. Yeah. Um, so,
1: Like, the circle of magic something. Because yes. there's miners, like, uh, scrying and mm-hmm. things like that, too. And hedge so, witches.
0: So, I'm wondering, because we know that chivalry has blocked Burek from the skill. He's, like, cut him off so nobody can use him. I wonder if that also blocked him from being able to use his own magic on himself. Maybe because we just
1: don't know enough about the whip no I don't think
0: we know it's somewhat similar to it's in the vein of the skill I mean it's not with people but you still like have an understanding of people and I mean he can heal people which is also a skill ability so there's yeah. overlap in what you can do so I just was thinking I just thought <laughs> randomly what, what if because he's blocked off
1: what if it's a consequence yeah it just that? he
0: can't magic just won't affect him good or bad
1: yeah i this passage is also sad because we get descriptions of burrick as a formidable man he's 26 he's extremely well built has a like a chiseled face and can he's hot he's (laughs) he's a hot manly man that can quell a room of guards with a look in the prime of his life and he slowly becomes more depressed about this injury. He's getting crippled in front of his own eyes and he can't heal it. He says, Burek cursed it roundly at first and set his teeth grimly each night. But as the days passed, he regarded it with more of a sick despair than anything else. Like he knew that it wasn't going to be good when it healed and it eventually healed and it forever affected how he walked.
0: Yeah, that would actually be really hard as a 26 year old to like have a limp forever.
1: That is a lot of change in two months yeah. for a young man to go through. Yeah. Like reading this the first time, I didn't realize how young Burek was, actually. Because you yeah, don't really get a good descriptor of his age. Because it's all from Fitz's point of view. And 6 you're
0: Yeah, when you're six, a 26-year-old is like 40. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ew.
1: <laughs> so old.
0: He knows so much.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Burek is so young. He is. And... He lost his mentor and his best friend, Chivalry. He can't really see him because he has a job at the kingdom that he's not sure is secure. Mm-hmm. Although it probably is because he's the I best mean, with the animals. So. Yeah.
0: We know yeah, it's we, He fun. doesn't because he's a human. So, well.
1: He took an injury on probably the last trip that he saw Chivalry. Unless Chivalry stopped in to see Fitz one time that Fitz doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. And that injury cripples him.
0: And not only that, after this injury, uh, Chivalry says, nope, I don't want you to come with me. You got to stay there and take care of my kid. Like, oh, poor Burek.
1: So it's a rough time in his life.
0: But he could just ask for help taking (laughs) care of a six-year-old. I I don't know. (laughs)
1: So, yeah, Beric, B- B- because of all this, didn't really pay attention to Fitz at all. And Fitz stole, scavenged food, uh, ran small errands to earn pennies, and he learned a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't know any better. He doesn't, because that's what his friends are doing. And he doesn't know his friends are considered, like, thieves. He just knows that's what they're doing. They're teaching him how to do it. And that's just what you do. And, I mean, he's six. He does. So, like, I don't know. Oh.
1: I do want to point out, uh, we get our first mention of Sans Edge brandy, and I really want to try some, because every time it's described, they say it's, it's really good, so.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it would taste gross to me, no matter <laughs> what. I would drink it, if, if I could have, like, a taste of literary food or drink, I would always choose to taste, but probably wouldn't like most of it.
1: <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> Um, we have a sentence in here that says, Nosy brought all he scented to my attention as his keener senses overrode my duller ones. Even more evidence that he's just becoming one mind. They're pretty much fully bonded. It's it's a young bond still. It's only a couple months, but they're at that point where they can pretty much freely share minds. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think it's interesting when he thinks of the memories of this summer he smells them i thought that was like a really interesting detail because he's you know taking over nosy scent so it probably would be pretty impactful in your young life to like suddenly be able to smell the way a dog can yeah so i but i just really like the little detail of when i think back to that summer i can smell and then he goes into what he can smell and it's just that's cool i like that nice detail
1: There's a section in here as well where Fitz talks about his love of stories and how he loves going into taverns and listening to different stories. Some of his favorite stories were the ones told by sailors, and one of those stories is that uh, red ship raiders, out-islanders, who both raided and pirated, and attacked not only our ships and towns, but even other out-islander ships... Some scoffed at the notion of the red-killed ships and mocked those who told of out-islander pirates turning against other pirates like themselves. But we know that's true. Yep. That actually happened in the lead-up to the Red Ship Wars because... Uh, I, <laughs> this is another pronunciation. Keble? Kebble?
0: Oh, I don't Robert? know. Rob Red? I, I thought it was Kebble. But I don't know.
1: We'll 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 think of it. Raw bread and the pale lady. (laughs) Uh, Raw bread. I is it raw bead? What is it?
0: Isn't it raw beard? Raw beard. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking piratey. The pale lady
1: and the pirate guy. (laughs) Um, Pale woman or whatever. (laughs) They are rallying some of the raiders to their side right now, but then they are holding. They are actively raiding other clans stealing their men and holding them hostage they're actively doing that and recruiting right now and that's the where these rumors come from that's the lead up to get their full army to be able to take over most of the clans and hold these people hostage for their demands
0: and probably test out the yeah. stones
1: trying to make their own dragons
0: yeah well i don't know that they know that that's how the dragons are made i always just oh, thought yeah
1: yeah, yeah you're they right.
0: realized that it like took took all of your humanity away and they just assumed that's what the other people used
1: they i think they eventually learned because regal trades scrolls
0: to oh, them yeah, the skill fair. scrolls
1: but i don't know if that's happened yet because i mm. think it's a little early yeah but for sure The pale lady, pale woman is amassing her army with Mm -hmm. her catalyst at the moment. Right. And they are changing.
0: Making her move. The
1: out islanders. Yeah. Drastically.
0: Definitely. Um, But just a quick side note. I got really excited because I thought you were going to point out that um, the sailors talked about um, the beast glimpsed only in the path of a full moon as it cut the ship's wake. And I was like the serpents <laughs>
1: Ooh, but um yeah, yeah, yeah
0: but you didn't so it's fine it wasn't like that big of a deal but i was i was really excited to talk about the serpents
1: that's yeah that's a good call i didn't even, i kind of just glazed over that as like oh sailors talking but you're you're completely right probably
0: i mean i'm sure they saw the serpents we know they get super bad later but i can't imagine that like From when Fitz is 6 to when he's, like, in his 30s.
1: This is, like, what, 20 years before?
0: Yeah, somewhere around there-ish. But, like, I can't believe that there would be that big of an increase in that short amount of time. So there has
1: to be, like... We know they don't like cold waters, so it might be very...
0: But that's why the sailors would be talking about them as myth. Because they don't see them very often. And they do sometimes go to cold waters.
1: Sometimes, yes. I remember in the Live Ship Trader trilogy where they have the chapters with the serpents. Mm -hmm. They're always talking about, like, why are we following this guy? He's leading us to cold waters. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a really good point out, actually. Thank you. All right, so uh, Fitz is learning a bunch of stuff, and through it all, Nosy was at my side, so bonded to me now that I seldom separated my mind completely from his. So we're getting a, a complete exchange of thoughts between the two of them, and they are understanding each other, using each other's senses, and just kind of getting used to it at the moment. They're not, I mean, I don't think this bond ever gets as deep as he and Night Eyes, even before they exchange bodies. Um, I think it's just not as mature because they're both puppies. Yeah. Basically, I'm calling Fitz a puppy because yeah. he basically is at this I point.
0: Mean, might as well be. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that it's really close and it is a close bond. But I mean, it doesn't really seem like...
1: It's puppy nos- love.
0: Yeah, it's puppy love. <laughs> um, it doesn't seem like Nozio's is really telling too much to Fitz. Like he informs Fitz of some things, but more about like safety and home than like information like night eyes right so and i think there's just an innocence about it of this like no barrier relationship because night eyes puts up barriers and like doesn't really talk about when he was a cub or like has his own spot for himself and they have like pieces of themselves that are for themselves only and i think this is more of like a I mean, obviously, at six years old, you don't really have a whole lot to share. So <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> so there's also that. But I just think I love the innocence of there's nothing to hide because what would you hide? Why would you right. hide anything?
1: Yeah, 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 But So better part of the summer passes.
0: <laughs> We're coming up on my favorite part.
1: <laughs> and then, then we get to a cut scene of them stealing liver sausages and running away from the sausage owner. And, and then... Yurik stepped out of a shop.
0: Ah, oh, my God. I just... <laughs> I love this part because it's such a, like...
1: <gasps> it's such a visual, like... Yep. You, you can see it happening. You can visualize it in your brain. Uh-huh. Running through the streets, they're kind of excited. In an Aladdin-style chase scene where they're exchanging the sausages between... It, I think it says, like, uh, from grubby hand to jam- damp jaws and back to hand again. And you can see that, like, exchange. They're laughing. They're eating. And then all of a sudden, and then there's dad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh oh. And they recognize one another in a moment of mutual dismay. And I just think that is so funny. Just like the image of Bjork be like, Oh no, not. And Fitz this like, kid. Oh
1: no, he caught me. This looks bad. Maybe.
0: <laughs> like, Oh, maybe this isn't a good thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Fitz gets caught.
0: And he gets to see the black look, yeah. like, directed directly at him, mm-hmm. which would be pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> We've all had that moment with our parents, our parent figure, I'm sure.
1: Fitz <laughs> was cuffed a couple times by Burek and the sausage owner. Sausage yeah. man which was paid.
0: I feel it was a little bit harsh that yeah. Burek is going to beat him and then let somebody else beat him, too. Like, okay, chill. <sighs> like, it's not like you were teaching him right from wrong, Burek. Okay. <sighs>
1: And uh, he told them to go home. And they went back home and stayed there for hours.
0: And they didn't eat. They didn't move. They just knew they had to stay still.
1: And Burek went out drinking because he knew that he, he messed, messed up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which.
1: Because <sighs> he. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel he failed He
1: failed chivalry.
0: Yeah. Which I feel bad, but also, dude, take care of the six-year-old before you, like, drown yourself and drown your sorrows, you know? like.
1: (sighs) But. There had been something in Burek's face more frightening than even the anger of Molly's papa. That's scary. Yeah. Because it was, I'm sure it was anger at Fitz, of course, but it was mostly, I'm sure, anger at himself. Right. Later. Oh, yeah. full-on guilt crashing down. And maybe more anger misplaced on Fitz because yeah. it's not his fault, but he needed someone to blame.
0: Yeah. And like, you're making your dad look bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, this is the first time we actually see him drunk. Right. Uh, it says, and I did not need nosy's keener senses to know that Beric had been drinking, which, and he, his breathing was heavy. He was kind of stumbling a little bit. He couldn't light the candles. Yeah.
0: And that would be a little bit scary because it's like only other instance with a drunk older man is Molly's dad. And so you have to think he'd be a little bit scared. Well, maybe not though, because Burek has never hit him, but
1: well, you can see that in the, the reticence that Fitz has to going to her. Yeah. To the first place. And it
0: would be, I don't know. It would just be scary. You're a kid. You,
1: but Burek is, uh, kind of monologuing here. He's Fitz. What's to come of you. What's to come of both of us running with beggar thieves in the streets with the blood of kings in your veins, packing up like animals, which is a little foreshadowing in, you know, a couple pages Mm -hmm. of how lowly animals and running with animals is to him.
0: Yeah, and also interesting that he mentions the blood of kings. He keeps mentioning blood and, like, the blood of kings or of beasts, and it's just really interesting his, like, the amount of just importance he puts in blood
1: whether you're good or bad yeah basically is depending on your bloodline mm-hmm. which i mean comes into play when you're breeding animals to get the best bloodlines
0: i guess but and also, his upbringing yeah and i was gonna say also the fact that his grandma was a slave
1: yep he was a slave for a little time as mm-hmm. well he escaped but his grandma yeah. was the one that earned freedom originally from Chelsid.
0: right so i guess he would probably be a little Like, Mm -hmm. blood means something. Ugh.
1: So, he... uh, He says, and me as much to blame as you, I suppose. Come here then, come here, boy. And Fitz only ventures a step or two closer. He didn't want to come too close, in general. Because, one, Biric was furious with him. Right. And two, probably exactly what you said. His only other experience with a drunk person was... Molly's dad. He didn't want to get hit again, that sort of thing. And Biric is confused about this because he doesn't know about any of the situation down in the town. Right.
0: He doesn't know why Fitz would be scared to come near him.
1: And Nosy whines at the indecision that Fitz has, and Biric is like, "What is going on?" And he works
0: it. He's working through and could see his mind working through a wine-induced haze.
1: Yeah, his eyes went to the pub to me and back again, and a sickened look spread across his face. And now he does an incredibly smart thing. He tests it.
0: Right. Because he can't accuse somebody, especially a child. Uh, Kids don't know anything. So so you can't just be like, hey, are you doing this bad thing? Because they're immediately going to say no. Like, kids just lie as a protective measure, I feel
1: like. And I don't know how you were rereading this section for the first time, but I remember the first time I read this and then the second time were completely different because the first time you're reading through, you're like, what is, I don't understand what this means, even when he kind of explains it later. But the second time you go through, you understand way more of the old blood. You know what the mind sharing actually means and you can kind of grasp what he's trying to test. How are you with this?
0: I guess I think the first time I kind of understood. I mean, obviously, I have more knowledge in it now, so it was more clear. Um, I don't think I quite understood how much of your brain you share with an animal. But I think knowing that he was sharing every other sense, it makes sense that the dog would then understand Fitz's whatever Fitz. I guess I just assumed the first time that Fitz was scared that he was going to hit nosy um, but Nosy this time,
1: yeah.
0: I don't think Fitz was scared. I think Nosy just knew from Fitz that that w- was used to hit dogs.
1: Yeah, I think that's how they were sharing so much that mm-hmm. Nosy was starting to understand Fitz's thoughts, not just his emotions. Yeah. Because yeah. he, <laughs> Biric lies to Fitz and says, not not even necessarily lies. He, he tells them straight up what this tool does. It's like, this is a dog whip. You would whip a dog that doesn't answer to you a few times and then they will answer. And then he throws the whole thing. He doesn't even whip it. He just throws the whole thing at nosy and nosy yelps and runs away.
0: Mm. Yeah. And,
1: and just like tosses it. It just yeah. doesn't, he doesn't even like chuck it at her at him or anything like that. Yeah. It's just,
0: just a toss. I think, yeah. I think the first time and this time too, reading it, I thought it was really interesting because it like Fitz doesn't understand which, I mean, he is a child. I have to give him a benefit of the doubt. But I thought it was interesting that, like, Fitz didn't know what this was. Like, he didn't... He, like, even says Nosey couldn't tell him what it was. And then, like, Fitz doesn't quite understand how that, like, what that test was. Because, like... Oh, sorry. But, yeah. So, I think it was interesting that he, like, knows that Nosey didn't give him that information. But Nosey is scared. And, like... Doesn't put together, that's how Biric knows.
1: Right. It's, yeah, it's incredibly smart to do so, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it does come out of a place of ignorance. Right. Because Biric was raised in the sense that this was the most terrible thing you can do possibly, Mm -hmm. and he was never taught officially in it, in the old blood or the wit.
0: He's so against the wit. He hates it. He just the thought. And I think I wonder if it goes back to that significance of blood where he thinks that. It's making you lesser because animals like while he respects and loves animals, he also knows that they're under you. And like, I wonder if he just thinks that. If you're on the same level as an animal, then you're lesser than a human.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I do have a couple thoughts on that a little bit later. There's a a line I I do want to touch back on that, though. Yeah. So, Biric confirms it and just puts his face in his hands and looks up and Fitz was astounded to see that he looked as if he had been crying. Like my mother, I remember thinking, but oddly, I cannot now recall an image of her weeping, only of Biric's grieved face. Can't remember because you put all your memories into Girl on a Dragon.
0: But I was wondering if... So, Burek crying about this, if the reason it made him think of his mom, if maybe that's why she had to give him to, like, up. Had to give him up. Because they realized that he was witted. Because I would think that they probably had a similar feeling of... Although I don't know, I guess the um we know the mountain people cause Ketrickin. Ketrickin?
1: <laughs>
0: Ketrickin says way. later <laughs> that like her people know that some people are more in touch with animals than other uh others. So maybe they don't all have
1: I think the mountain kingdom in general is more understanding loose. of those things. Yeah. But the grandfather was an old six duchies person, so maybe so may- but I think he was also, I mean, they, they do kind of spell it out. The grandpa said that no man right, wants right. my daughter because of this little kid. I can't support everyone. Yeah. So.
0: I guess, yeah. But I was just wondering if maybe in this context, that's why. But also, he did just, it's been like, what, five months maybe? Like, or roughly yeah. a couple months since he lost his mom. It probably would still be fresh. And like, his mom cried we know she cried when he left so i guess it doesn't have to be a conspiracy but
1: (laughs) uh goes through a few times here of trying to explain why the wit is bad he doesn't really explain it because he doesn't know much about it but he just says like this is this is terrible do not debase yourself to share minds with animals because you are a man Basically, and, and
0: not just any man
1: and not just anywhere of blood of kings, chivalry's own son of the old line. Royal blood. So he forces Fitz to talk and Fitz's voice felt creaky and rough when he answered the first time because he just talks to Nosy for hours on end right. in his mind. That's it.
0: And I guess I wonder that made me wonder if he's not talking with his friends Like, you know what I mean? Like
1: they did show uh, he does talk to Molly in that first scene. Um, He asked her, like, are you in trouble? Yeah. Um, He was going to kill you. Talking Mm -hmm. about her father. Things like that. That
0: was like months ago. That was at the beginning of summer. So that's why I'm wondering if at this point he's just not talking to anybody and nobody thinks it's weird because he was probably quiet to begin with. I don't
1: know. That could be true. Yeah. I in general, I just don't think he speaks much. Fair. So <laughs>
0: he's a pretty quiet kid. <laughs> Probably because he doesn't realize he needs to, because he doesn't understand that not everybody else can feel others' feelings. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> and we don't get a lot of insight to fit chivalry as a six-year-old because he doesn't talk a lot. Right. And we see him talk pretty much the most he's ever talked in these next like couple sentences. Mm-hmm. And then Berrick makes the Observation: You don't speak like a child, but I've heard that was the way of it with those who had the old wit. And that's true. Like Fitz is responding rationally. He's kind of thinking about things and like, no one taught me this. It just happened. We were together a lot. And that's about all he knows about it. But that's that's pretty coherent and not
0: true for a child. Yeah.
1: For a six year old.
0: Yeah, that's good. But I also think it's interesting that like uh, Burek has this idea of like. The children of the old wit have so much knowledge and like they and like, are you going to give it all up for this knowledge? And it's like, I don't think he understands that it's not necessarily knowledge. I mean, it is in a sense, but it's not like Fitz is as smart as an adult. He just... Is more comprehensive than normal kids because he can feel other people's feelings. Right. And I think that just makes you more empathetic and able to think a little bit more critically at an earlier age, probably. And so I think he Bjerg is thinking the draw of this is that you get smarter than your average man.
1: It's also the base instincts from the animals too that True. I think Burek is worried about and he mentions that later. Yeah. Um, cause a little bit further down, he tries to explain again, he gets angrier and angrier. He's trying to cover up this anger and his face darkened and he looked down at his hands as remembering an old sin where he starts to actually explain about the wit. And we learn as readers for the first time, what it is mm-hmm. basically.
0: Well, not what it is, but what Burek thinks, Burek it, is. thinks
1: it is. We just learn the basics of it. Yeah, it starts out like a blessing, giving you the tongue of the animals. Then it seizes you and draws you down, makes you a beast like the rest of them, until there's not a shred of humanity in you. And we know that Birik has been bonded before. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I looked this up. One was to a mongrel dog, an older one. Okay. When he was eight years old. Uh, His father died before he was born. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was raised on the streets, basically, and this dog was a father figure to him okay. and kind of raised him, taught him how to survive. His name was Slash. And a horse kicked him to death. <gasps> and then when he was and then he went to his grandmother, learned some like about the wit and how mm-hmm. it was bad. And that's pretty much where he got everything like that. Remember, they're in they're in Chalcid. So right. he's they living with his mom that. and his grandma and chalced they demean women there right like he had a tough upbringing right he escaped chalced became a slave uh or no he he went to a duke and became a master of horses there or looked after horses and bonded a horse who also died and that was like at 13 and then he became a slave and escaped and chivalry found him so 13 years ago he lost his second wit beast and then swore not to use the wit ever again. Because two people died. Two of his closest, probably, companions ever died on him while sharing his mind. Yeah. And his grandma told him it was literally a sin worse than anything else you can do. That's fair. So, Biric, in his experience, that's what it is. It just gives you pain. That's It fair. gives you suffering. There's There's a section in here that says um worse yet think on what comes before will the scent of fresh blood touch off your temper will the sight of prey shut down your thoughts his voice grew softer still and i heard the sickness he felt as he asked me will you wake fevered and a sweat because somewhere a bitch is in season and your companion senses it will that be the knowledge you take to your lady's bed i feel like he did that when he was a kid bonded with his mongrel father-like dog?
0: Um, I don't know. First of all, I just want to point out that I think it's weird that he asks a six-year-old about his sex, like, what he's going to do with his sex life.
1: That is extremely weird.
0: Obviously, he's drunk, so we get it. But, like, at eight, you think that he slept with somebody? I mean, No, no, no. S- I don't
1: think Burek slept with anybody. I think he woke from the emotions that he was sharing with his mind with the dog. Mm,
0: okay, okay. And the
1: dog scented someone, like, a, a dog in heat. Right. And, but, like, he was flushed with, like, that kind of emotion.
0: I guess. I can understand that then, but I just... I guess, like, my thought is wouldn't he know that you don't have to act on that action? Like... I guess you wouldn't know because he was also a child when this stuff was going on, so he doesn't know how that would have played out if he would have stuck with it. But I don't know. I just feel like he's being a little too harsh. And that it is his upbringing, and, like, he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know anybody with the wit that isn't... Or, I mean, he just knows stories, really.
1: I think also... Now I'm kind of speculating here. I don't know if there's any text to back me up on this, but that last line that I read... He might be thinking of patience there as well. because so I'm pretty sure he thought himself not good enough for her. Right? Oh. So, and I think part of that is because he has the beast blood and he's not good enough for a royal line.
0: Ah, oh, okay, okay.
1: So he, he's bringing out a lot of hurt in like this part, this part of Birik haunts him. It's brought death to him. It's brought pain. It's only 13 years past. I'm sure he still gets echoes of his past Whitbeast in his head. True. Just like Fitz does with mm-hmm. Night Eyes. And Webb says that never goes away. That they're always with yeah. you. So I'm sure he, he still has all that. Later Night Eyes says um, when we find out that Burek is heart of the pack, he says that all of the hounds are calling to him all the time. Like, here, pray over here. But Burek doesn't listen. But he can still hear them. Mm. So he can hear everything. He just chooses to ignore it to try to be a better person because, in his mind, that's what he's doing.
0: Imagine
1: how much better
0: of a beast master he would be. He'd be a little literal beast
1: master. <laughs> yeah, but then <laughs> he'd <would> beast. And <laughs> he would get lynched.
0: <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair but just like if it wasn't such a taboo thing in this imaginary world imagine how good he would be at his job if he could just like oh, wow wasted talent
1: <laughs> yeah so a lot of a lot of beeric pain in this uh in this chapter here, and we get on to some Fitz pain. Yes,
0: but also Fitz even being told that this is going to, like, with certainty from an adult, this mm-hmm. will ruin your life. Yep. This is horrible. You are going to become this animal if you continue down this path. Fitz is like, well, I don't think so. Like, yeah, how like, will I know? It's like, I don't
1: know. Yeah. I don't know until I do it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which, hilarious. But also, like... Kind of admirable that he's sticking up to an adult who is an authority figure to say, no, I don't think you're right.
1: Learn those bad behaviors with those thieves, <laughs> those beggar children.
0: <laughs> they taught him some good lessons.
1: <laughs> yeah. But um, Biric takes Nosy.
0: Yeah. That's the sad part.
1: Yeah. Uh, right before he does, Biric mentions like, more Burek pain. If chivalry will not have me with him. It's the least I can do for him. I'll see that his son grows up a man and not a wolf. Another, there's oh, a couple, there's a couple wolf things. Yeah, there's a couple wolf uh, mentions. Mm-hmm. But that's such a sad line. It oh is my really gosh. sad. If chivalry will not have me.
0: Which means you know that he begged Chivalry to let him come to Withywoods. Please. Or,
1: like, I don't see Burek begging, but at least, like, I could do a lot of good for you, and Chivalry had to order him to stay. I'm sure. It would just be like, no, you stay there, take care of that, take care of my son. (sighs) But Burek seems to finally, like, okay, I actually have to... Do some good for Fitz, I guess, and
0: and what a like parent move though to say I know this is gonna hurt this kid, but it's for their best interest. Which yeah. it, it, is. Is. it is, it is, it is. Fitz is too young to have way a way too young wit partner, and it, I mean, it would have been better if he never would have started the bonding process. But it, you can't go backwards, so it is really admirable that. Burek is, like, stepping up to the plate of doing this, knowing how mad and hurt Fitz is going to be. Yeah. And saying, nope, I'm, I got to do it anyway.
1: Yeah. Fitz uh, repels at Burek. Biric warns him not to do it. And then he repels again.
0: Which I think it's interesting that he repels at him because I caught the growling undercurrent of his thoughts the fury that taunted him to smash us both and be done with it. Control overlaid it, but that brief glimpse was enough to terrify me. He has so much control. Even drunk, he's yeah controlling his temper, which he should because it's a child.
1: Yes. <laughs> but the glimpse like was enough to make Fitz repel. And this time it's repel and not pushed. So maybe mm-hmm. your skill thing is... ...is completely accurate.
0: I don't know. Maybe so, not completely accurate, but...
1: Okay, okay. Good job. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Uh, so he repels. Birik says, don't do that. Repels again, and it's rebounded on him because Biric does something.
0: I know. I want to know what he does.
1: Yeah, I'm, maybe just also- repels back or just is is looking for it to happen.
0: Right. But, okay... So, this might destroy my theory that his healing his wit healing won't work because of the block because the repel works through the block.
1: well, you mentioned that i he still has his healing because it still works on his animals and stuff, yeah, but you mentioned that it wouldn't work on himself right because of the block, but I don't know.
0: I know that's what I mean we just don't know enough maybe repel is different enough from. Because
1: the, there's nothing behind the exact, it.
0: It's just force.
1: Yeah, the repel is the exact opposite of something Webb teaches fits later, I believe, where you can reverse that and have everything like calm around you and like bring animals in or calm people or something mm-hmm. like that. And Burek has something unrelated, but like a lost art of healing or something like that.
0: Okay, so maybe the lost art of healing is closer to the skill vein. And Repel is so different that it can go through? I don't know. Maybe I'm just completely wrong. It doesn't... It's
1: fun to think about, though.
0: Fun to think about, for sure.
1: Um, So, Burek stooped over me. I warned you, he said softly. And his voice was like the growling of a wolf. I just wanted to point out another wolf reference. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) So, Nosy is taken out of there. And... uh, My sense of nosy receded as he was carried further and further from me, leaving in its place a desperate loneliness. I whimpered, then howled, clawing at the door and seeking after my contact with him. So dog-like in those descriptions. whimpered howled, clawing. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. He is a puppy at this point, literally sharing their thoughts so much. Mm -hmm. That's not good for a human to do at six years old. No. There was a sudden flash of red pain and nosy was gone. As his canine senses deserted me completely, I screamed and cried as any six-year-old might and hammered vainly at the thick wood planks. So now he's back to a six-year-old and hammering mm-hmm. instead of clawing. It could be just a change up in the descriptions because it would get repetitive, but, but it's...
0: no, nah, I think... The
1: canine senses were gone. Yep. And we're led to believe that Nosy is dead. That Berek killed him because he comes back later and says... Uh, The pup's gone in a damn shame. He was a good blood. His line was nearly as long as yours, but I'd rather waste a hound than a man. He added, almost kindly, let go of longing after him. It hurts less that way. And he's talking from experience there. And uh, later, like, right below that says, but I did not, and I could hear in his voice that he hadn't really expected me to. Yeah. But what do you think happened to Nosy?
0: That's what I was just gonna say. Like, what happened? The, like, flash of red... So we got, we know just based off this description that the further away they get physically, the harder the connection was to keep. Correct. And that could be because he's young and doesn't know how to work it.
1: I think that's, um, it's another evidence that it's a weaker right. bond. It's a full bond, but it's, it's, weak, it's weak because it's. Right.
0: Because they don't know what they're doing.
1: It's literally like two hallways down and he can barely feel nosy anymore.
0: Yeah. And so I'm wondering if it's partially just that it like. They're physically too far away. And then maybe, maybe Burek like hits Nosy really hard and like hurts him or something, like knocks him out, you know, with the intention of maybe ending this dog and then doesn't kill him.
1: My my thoughts are that he Burek put him to sleep and then like shipped him off with I think it was Fedren or someone who was going up to the Mountain Kingdom To send him to rear risk.
0: Maybe it was Jason.
1: Maybe it was Jason, yeah. (laughs) Jason. Um, But the flash of red pain got me. And I was just kind of thinking, maybe it was because he was struggling with what Burek was trying to feed him. Or struggling with trying to get back to fits and just cuffed him. um, And that was a flash of red pain. And then he put him to sleep. And then...
0: So you think he, like, fed him drugs?
1: I think think so. Some, like, anesthetic or something like that. I don't think Burek has it in him. He, he doesn't use a dog whip. I don't think he no. has it in him to literally put him in a chokehold to put him to sleep well, or no. something like that or hit <laughs> well, him on I, the head hard enough that I, could kill him. So well,
0: that's why I think he like was thinking he would kill him in one blow, realize he doesn't kill the dog, can't do it, doesn't have the heart. The anger is gone. He feels terrible and then just decides to give him to somebody else to take up to the Mountain Kingdom. Although, Nosy seems fine later, so... He does.
1: I think... I think... Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think he puts him to sleep. I think he just walks away. And he cuffs him when he's, like, Nosy is struggling too much. Like, quit. Like, quit struggling. But I just
0: feel like... I guess maybe just the distance is enough to, like, physically sever the link.
1: I think it's mentioned later when he goes to the Mountain Kingdom and sees him as an old dog that... The bond is still there, but it's so faint because it's been so long mm. and it was just like, like
0: something a, you have to feed.
1: It was just like reminiscent of a puppy's and right. boy's love for each other kind of thing. So while I think it it's technically broken, it's not fully. It's just really distant and mm-hmm. they can't connect anymore. OK, so that's maybe that's what I think just now. He's just carrying him away and Beric kind of like, knows, just send him away.
0: And it just hurts because they like officially can't touch anymore. And that would be like the loss of your.
1: Either that or Beric actually hits him to stop struggling. (laughs) That's that's my thought. That's fair.
0: That's fair. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: But Beric doesn't sleep.
1: I know. He (gasps) says that like he's like let go of longing after him. It hurts less that way. He lays down to sleep and there's never he stays awake. He's remembering all of his bonds. He's remembering. And then
0: he puts Fitz in his bed and tells everybody he's sick so he doesn't have to be seen. And so he is being it's kindness, but it's kindness after doing something that hurts really bad. Yeah. And. Oh, the hardest, the worst, the saddest line. Utter loneliness was planted in me then and sent its deep roots down into me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically our introduction to Fitz Chivalry here, is the last line of the first two sentences. I was a catalyst and utter loneliness was planted in me. <laughs> it's... Yeah. Oh. And he doesn't feel protected by Biric anymore. He feels confined, it says. Yeah. Biric, earlier in the chapter, when um, Fitz is running away from Cobb and the man at the kitchens, mm-hmm. it says... Had he been Burek talking about Cobb, I probably would have halted and trusted my safety to him, but it was not, so I kept running. He had so much heartbreak in the first chapter alone that we talked about, and trusted Burek to get him here, keep him safe, and then this happens at the end of this chapter, and he feels confined and not protected anymore, and it happens within the span of two months.
0: Yeah. That's really sad. It is sad that he loses that bond with burek a little bit and i don't think it ever really goes away i think he no, always feels a little bit like
1: there's always that chink in their relationship
0: yeah fitz never truly <clears throat> believes that the wit is bad
1: no and it, it it starts to heal it's never as as full and trusting as it is when he was six years old right. which happens with everybody all yeah. the adult figures That's things happen grow. But this is a big event for him. It heals a little bit, and then he figures out Burek was witted. And then it breaks apart, and he's like, wow. And then it heals a little bit when he finds out he didn't actually kill Nosy, and it breaks apart even more because of the choices to continue to bond animals. And it just goes back and forth, and it's Mm -hmm. a really tumultuous relationship that I love reading about, but it's so heartbreaking, as so much of Fitz's things. Yeah, And Fitz... oh, man... This was this is a, a roller coaster of a chapter for yeah. sure. So
0: I have to ask. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: is Fitz happy?
1: <laughs> Seeing as this spans a couple months. Partially, yes. At the end, definitely not. He literally spends a few days heartsick and feverish after the nosy incident. But during the summer, running with the kids, like he he mentions that it's some of the best times of his life. Just doing those things and stealing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta love the rush.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> for the majority of the time in this chapter, yes. But the majority of the point of view time we spent with Fitz, he was not happy at all. That's true. And I guess those are the, the defining moments of his life is when he was unhappy and, and bad things happened. And that's what propelled him to new stages yeah. of his life at Bucky. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a rough one out here. Hopefully we can move on soon and get to some better times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> some happier things happen or at least just neutrals <laughs> so it's not so sad at the end. If we made any mistakes, which we may have, um please reach out and let us know at any of the social medias. Um we are is fits happy and then you can also email us at isfitshappy at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, feel free to um, like, subscribe, follow, whatever you want on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Again, we're isfitshappy and we're at isfitshappy.com. Thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, hopefully next time it's a little bit happier. <laughs>